jasmine, oolong, green, and white. Long ago, these four teas were skillfully brewed at the Blissful Brew. Then, everything changed when the shop's popularity threatened its existence. All Mr. Okoron, the shop's owner and tea master, could do was to recruit four teenage orphans to learn his trade and staff his shop. A year has passed since the orphans were hired, and although their skills have progressed, they still have a lot to learn before they can brew anything. But I believe that they have the potential to make the Blissful Brew the greatest tea shop in the world. And welcome back, everybody, to season two, I almost said episode two, season two of Benders and Brews. We did it. We, I was going to say came back. We, we did it. No, I see us. We did it. We got it. So, okay. Awesome. So glad that you can be here for season two. We're super excited about the show and uh, where we're going to go with the second part of this story now that Mr. Okoron is dead. What? Oh, sorry. Michaela wasn't there for that. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody was there for that. We hope you were there for that. Also, yeah, if you didn't listen to season one, that's a problem. You should jump back there and do that before you jump into... You had another... If you listened to the season two, episode zero episode, you had a warning there. And now Wait, you're getting another you warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you haven't listened to season one yet, then then you are just... You're just ignoring everything that we're saying warn you about spoilers anyways all right so let's get started into uh what we usually do which is uh before we get the episode kicking off and start playing we're gonna go around and ask everybody a, a question kind of a fun little question we're gonna take a, a page out of one of my favorite uh tabletop role-playing podcasts out there which is dungeons and daddies uh so i'm gonna go around the room rather than like posing a, a specific question to each one of you I want you to just tell me an interesting, fun fact about your character. Something that we didn't necessarily know or wouldn't have been able to gather necessarily from just listening to the show. I want to kick things off with Connor. All right. So uh, for Broccoli, yeah. obviously, you know, he's a, according to his character description, he's a, a pretty beefy boy. He's a big guy. Yep. Yep. So how he does that, I mean, I'm sure everybody's wondering, how does he maintain that physique? Oh, and, yeah. you know. So he is able to make like his own workout equipment and gear just through rocks. Right on. And he's like, and he doesn't even need to do any exercises because he can earth bend the weights down to just add resistance. So okay. he, he can just do it all. He can do it all with some pebbles if he wanted to. I've never even thought of it. Oh, he's like increasing the, the density weight science things. Increasing the resistance. For a guy that's real just brawn, he's also got some brain apparently. Well, only when it comes to that to working sort of out. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Okay, okay. Uh, Dave, Dave, what do you got for Guohan? So Guohan really likes when it rains, but not for the reason you might think. Um, it's because it makes mud, which is really great for making fake footprints. <laughs> Back at the carnival, there were rumors going around about this giant, absolutely huge penguin seal that would get into all sorts of trouble every time it rained. But really, it was just Guohan walking around with some giant penguin feet he, some, made, he fashioned out of some stone or something yeah oh that's amazing I wonder who started the rumors Cameron tell me tell me something interesting about Bill Dor. so every does does Avatar have like normal weeks like Monday through Sunday I think so. I mean, I'm sure they'd have like. I don't think they mention it in the show you at all. Know if you watch, yeah, like, you'd never, know if you watch. No, they didn't talk about this. I say as I'm sitting here having watched <laughs> it, and I can't. I'm not 100. I would assume so. Yeah. So we're just Let's gonna go say for it. sake of argument. Yeah, it yeah. Is a Monday through Sunday. Okay. Sure. Well, every Thursday night, Bill sneaks away. Okay. To um, meet up with a group of uh, elders. What? Uh, they have a local. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna quote yeah. this correct. Pi show. Oh, okay. Gathering okay. where they play Pi show as sure. a group, and Bill really enjoys the game, so he sneaks away to okay. play with them, uh, play the game against them and stuff. And he's gotten like really good at the game. 
but he doesn't like to tell others that's what he's doing, so he wait, so he just kind of sneaks off. And right. if anyone asks, he just says, "Oh, I was off like the library or something." Okay. But he's, he's playing pie show. He's playing pie show with old people, and he's it, kind it, of embarrassed a about question it. Question for you. Yeah. <laughs> is it like uh, in New York or like in the parks? There's like... Yeah, he's playing like basically those old guys who just play like chess hustlers. But he's right playing on. like pie show hustlers. Pie show hustlers? Yeah. But... 100% that exists. 100%. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Pie show hustlers. I love it. I was really thinking that for a second there, you were going to say he sneaks out and he meets up with a group of people and plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> And I was gonna be like, oh, I see what you mean. No, Pai Show makes a lot of sense. The closest thing. To that, that, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's how Pai Show works. It's like <laughs> I play the White Lotus fighter rogue. All right, Michaela, what's what's this, what's up, what's going on with Mika? What's something interesting? Um. Well, when she was very little, mm-hmm. um, she used to carry around an egg. Mm. And then, and then, she, and, and, yeah. Suspense is killing me. Hey, girl. Just to see if she wouldn't break it. No, she carried it around because she really wanted a pet, and, you know, she was told she needed to show some responsibility. Oh, okay. So she carried that thing around forever, and, you know, one day she was out sledding around with the oh, no. penguin things, and... Craig broke, but oh in her defense, the egg was rotten at that point, so she's had it for a pretty long time. Oh gosh! So but... she's just like laying there in the snow with like rotten egg yeah. all over her, like. Ugh. So sometimes you know she can get a little bit emotional around broken eggs, but okay, no big deal. <laughs> she doesn't like to. She's like tea shop. I could deal with so anything to do with breakfast. Mr. Ocron's <laughs> dead, but this egg. It's this just a egg. broken, like, shell and stuff, you know, she brings lo- back memories. Mr. Ogron's laying there with a knife in his back on the floor, <laughs> and then she looks over, and there's an egg that got, like, flipped over on the table and shattered on the ground, and she just starts bawling, and everyone's like, it's okay, we're gonna make it through this, and she's like, the egg, and they're like, what are you talking about? The egg is broken. The egg is broken. <laughs> wow, that's, that's dark. Is it? It's an egg. It's a nice right. egg. <laughs> but it was her first pet, you know? She an egg's it. not a so pet. So it's like a pet rock, rock but it was it an was egg. It was her pet. She was giving her a pet rock. Mika's got a lot of <laughs> intense feelings about this. <laughs> Don't get me started on eggs. All right. Uh, interesting fact about me. Uh, I'm Skylar. I'm the DM. And I don't know. I sliced my finger open while making fried rice this weekend. So... But it was good, Again? so it was worth it. How and do you I cut didn't your finger making rice. Uh, well, first of all, it was fried rice, and there mm-hmm. were like vegetables involved. Okay. And I had mm-hmm. one of those like you push the slice like a to mandolin? slice things. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, like a mandolin. And uh, I don't use it very often. Like I'm pretty good when it comes to cooking with a knife, like chopping stuff up and not hurting myself. But I'm not used to the mandolin, and I thought, oh, this was like a much easier way to chop up these onions. And I just, you know, since I'm not used to it, I got my finger in there, and here we are. But it's all good. It's wrapped up. It looks funny. And, yeah, no stitches. So, or, well, that was by choice. But I digress. Is that scotch tape around your finger? I put some on to hold the Band-Aid in place because it was, like, slide. Because <laughs> it's on the tip of my finger, so it's, like, hard to keep it covered. But then the Band-Aid wants to, like, slide off. I don't know. So Sometimes your best just isn't good enough. Oof, got me there. And with that, we're going to jump into <laughs> Season 2, Episode 1. And with that, we're back. Season, oh, why are we laughing? We're kicking things off in a... Yeah, this <laughs> is a bad four time for laughing. This is not a good time for laughing. Reset. Reset. scene to get through their grief, okay? That's true. The scene opens on all of you standing inside of a large room, uh, various pews lining... I say pews, benches, whatever you want to call them, lining the sides of this uh, interior space. Uh, large windows have sunlight shooting in through it, but it's kind of an, a deep orange sunlight as it's kind of nearing towards the afternoon, golden the late hour. afternoon. Yes, the golden hour. Exactly. Um, your your now dead friend, Mr. Okaran, lays... I don't know. Just there wasn't a better way to put that. Twisting a knife, jeez. <laughs> Lays motionless inside of a stone casket at the front of this 
this indoor space. And uh, the rest of you, as well as a number of community members, are all lining these these benches that I previously mentioned. And a man at the, the front of the room is finishing up his long-winded speech about Mr. Okaron and his service to the community and the amazing tea shop that he ran and just how generally nice of a guy that he he was, how kind-hearted he was, etc., etc. Um, I don't know if any of you might have gone up to say anything you don't have to like on the show you don't have to do that right now but i just if anybody would have no no i'd say guohan would not have gone up in front of the crowd okay i think brock would have but it would have been a very short winded speech right what what would the tone have been would it have been like angry or would it have been sad or some I'd, form of sad? I think it would probably be a combination of sadness and anger. Okay. I would think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Um, so as he finishes, this this man that's up there finishes up his speech. Uh, the doors of the, the area suddenly swing open, the big, like, double, heavy double doors or whatever. And you all turn, because it's quite loud, and there's Madame Yang standing there. In, <laughs> ew, in the doorway and she says oh, is the ceremony not over yet <laughs> and turns to like let the door close behind her and uh so the door the door closes behind her as she exits uh you could see that you know as she was turning she had kind of a smirk on her face almost um it stings it definitely stings inside just you know seeing her and and maybe feeling some sort of resentment like this might be her fault in some way shape or form whether you have proof or not there might be thoughts in the back of your head that that might be thinking in that direction but whatever the case uh the service comes to the end to the end and probably a number of people probably come and like you know maybe shake your hands or if you let them give you a hug Mm -mm. not not mika mika did not um whatever the case um just kind of going around kind of stemming off of what I asked Connor, like how's how's each character really feeling emotionally in this situation? Connor, you said kind of a mix of anger and, and sadness. Mix of anger and sadness. Um, Cause I mean, he died during the fight and uh, I feel like Brock is feeling a bit remorseful in that he felt he could have, you know, helped Mr. Okeron as well uh, during the fight, but he was just too tunnel visioned on, you know, the coyote boars sure sure maybe some of that anger is sort of internal kind of almost angry at himself a little bit yeah it's mostly at himself gotcha gotcha uh what about guohan what's uh what's guohan feeling right now um he's definitely feeling sort of almost regressed I guess he's feeling sort of regression, like he's closed off right now, um, like feeling a bit lost. Okay. Because um, this was like father figure to him almost. Yeah. And then now he's gone. Where's he going to go? What's he going to, he doesn't have somebody to kind of help lead him through, through life. But he's also you know angry sure um, and more confused than angry like just doesn't know what direction to go or what where to direct his emotions really. sure no that makes sense uh bill door what is uh what is bill door feeling right now like he's a failure okay that's probably the biggest emotion um yeah, he swore to himself he wouldn't let something like this happen again. And now he's going very much on a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike last time, he actually has someone that he can lash out on other than himself. And so in a very unhealthy way, he is very much been secretly plotting and making moves to try and get back at the wild coyote bars okay uh without the others knowing about it okay 
but if they try to talk to him, he's very closed off, and he hasn't actually said a single word to any of the other three since it's happened. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd ask what those moves were, but I, I almost want to find out along the way. I think I think it might be a better way to kind of reveal those things as, as they happen. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. So we'll leave that uh, kind of a bit of a mystery to, to see later on. Um, what about Mika? I mean, Mika's kind of been a little bit offish, I guess you could say, between her and, and Mr. Okran. I know she's kind of had like this hesitance to to trust him and see him as much of a father figure as some of the others have, or even just a close friend. So what is her feelings right now that he has uh, passed away? Um, I would say that she is definitely feeling different emotions on the inside than she does on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, she was probably closer to Mr. Oberon than she let people believe. Sure. Um, but... I would say on the outside she's more stoic kind of I don't know and then on the inside I would say she's pretty much just like in denial of the whole situation right right it just hasn't really like set in so much and or she's not letting it set in I guess right so okay all right so there's definitely definitely a lot of pain and a lot of anger going on between all of you and like I said you know as the people come around um kind of say their um what's a word for that like people kind of at funerals i know there's a word for that they offer their condolences, condolences. yeah <laughs> there we go okay so it's indulgences their indulgences they offer you indulgences they hand you a piece of paper <laughs> oh thanks and say you've been forgiven of your no um they offer you their condolences and such and a lot of it just kind of in one ear out the other for a lot of you you know it doesn't doesn't mean much. I mean, you see a lot of friendly faces. You see a lot of people that you recognize from the city of, of Gaoling. People that you remember, you know, Mr. Okaron helping or talking to or, you know, being friends with and stuff. So to some extent, there is a little bit of comfort in the fact that they're here. They're with you. They're, you can see the pain in their eyes and kind of share with that a little bit. But of course, at the same time, you guys had, you know, a very different kind of connection with him, obviously. And as, as you know, this is all finishing up, um, people are leaving, heading out, and so on and so forth. You guys all obviously kind of stayed behind, because given your closeness to Mr. Okaron, practically his children, it's there's a little bit of responsibility on each of you when it comes to this funeral. Um, a man approaches you, and... Oh, let's see. Where is it at? There we go. Uh, a man approaches you. You see uh, Madame Yang actually comes back into this this funeral space. And a man approaches you. And he begins to tell you, uh, or talk to you all. And he says, uh, Yes, hello, my name is... Father Bart. Father Bart. Are you sure your friend has gone to heaven? Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Perhaps you Jeez. could assure yourselves by buying these indulgences. <laughs> indulgences. <laughs> They're back. No, he said, get out of here. <laughs> Feed it. My name is Mr. Wu, and uh, I actually represent the... Shoot, I don't know if there's like an office for situations like this. But uh, I represent a government office that's responsible for uh, items to be... It's sort of a law office, essentially. Items to be passed on to others when someone passes away. And uh, I, j- I just wanted to talk with all of you because it sounded like you f- you four were the closest to Mr. Okaron. Uh, given that he owned a tea shop and had a number of tools and utensils and etc. As well as, of course, the building space itself... It seems that it's a little bit up in the air as far as um, who it's supposed to go to. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't find a will inside of the house when we checked things, uh, did our investigation. I don't know if any of you know of this a will that may have been written out existing. I, I feel terrible about this because, as I mentioned, you know, you four were, from what I was told, practically his children. To some extent, um, but uh, legally speaking, I, I can't technically hand off 
anything to you that was his. Well, what's going to happen to the tea shop? Uh, well, the tea shop and all of the assets within it uh, in a week's time will have to be auctioned off unless unless a document can be brought forth that shows that Mr. Ocaron wanted that ownership to be left to someone else. You know, I think I think he told us something about uh, about a will. Uh, it's it was in the shop, but you know the place got ransacked, as as you can plainly, plainly see. So uh, if you could just give us a couple days to you know sort of sift through all the all the damage, and we can get it to you in a couple days. Well, of course. I mean, since you all had lived there for quite some time, and and obviously he had you all living there, you have. Again, until the end of the week, if there might be some chance that there's a document that exists, as you said. Oh, absolutely. There is. There is. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, we just got to get all of our... Are they just ducks in this universe? Are they like turtle ducks? <laughs> I know there's turtle ducks, but I could have sworn that ducks might have been one of the animals. Well, I don't know. There's definitely turtle ducks. We got to get all of our turtle ducks in a row before, you know with this situation here before we can go get that uh, yes of, of course of course yes I, again i sincerely apologize i i don't mean to bring up such an ordeal but i know it's obviously important for for all of your well-being and and i want to see that you know the right people have access to it uh the lady over there and he points over to madame yang and he says uh, she was inquiring about it as well it seems that she has some interest in possibly purchasing the as the building itself, the tea shop, and the various resources within. So, again, I just wanted to let you all know, um, you know, if a document isn't presented by the end of the week, She's everything a crook. will... Oh, oh, well, uh, if you a have phony. any... If, oh, a phony. Oh, a fake. And she's old. Look at her hair. She's a terrible person. Uh, uh, <laughs> I try not to make judgments based on age or hairstyles. Um, but again, if you do find anything, please, please do let me know. And uh, we can get this all sorted out in the most official and appropriate way possible. Thank you. And he uh, kind of gives you all a bow and then he walks away and heads out the doors. Um, uh, following this, Madam Yang approaches and she says well 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 one week's time eh i suppose i'll be seeing you all then <laughs> she turns and starts to head towards the door as well she's got pretty good hearing for an old person <laughs> and she she turns ever so slightly she just glares at you. <laughs> oh, no. With a, an icy death glare, and then turns back and continues on her way. That's right. Keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. And she walks herself out the door. Brock, what were you, what were you saying about a will? Oh, I, I made that up. I had never heard anything, but... Oh. I figured we could probably find something, though. He has to have made something. I was just trying to buy us time. Yeah, we can't have Mad Yang take over. Hmm. She was probably in on it. I mean, yeah, she was speaking very cryptically. Bill, you doing okay? Mm -mm. Guess. Suddenly, you uh, from from one of the corners of this. I don't want to call it a church. It's not really a church. I guess you could say temple. Maybe um, you hear a voice from the darkness, the darkest corner of this small temple area, I go, psst, hey, over here. I mean, I'll go investigate, sure. All right. Um, you, you start to approach, and sure enough, there's a, a man in a dark cloak mysteriously sitting in this dark corner, almost invisible if you didn't, you know, maybe see or hear him go to investigate get close enough and then maybe see him like wave a little bit or something like you almost wouldn't have even known he was there uh can i help you he uh he takes off his hood and he kind of leans forward so that a little bit of light kind of reaches him he's uh he's got long dark brown hair uh very masculine features you know a nice th 
thick chin and he's got a little bit of kind of not like a heavy beard by any means but like a solid what do you call it bristle uh stubble yeah stubble mm-hmm. coming down and uh he says my name's Otra, but most people just call me strider <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cool bro yeah. Why were you in the shadows, Strider? It's just a, it's where I thrive. In the shadows. Are, are you okay? Do you need a doctor or something, man? No, or... no, I'm fine. I uh, was actually a good friend of Ogron's. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He uh, wanted me to give you this. Ogron? And he hands you a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, Did you just say who's <laughs> He said Ugaran. Did he say? Oh, it's just Uh, my accent. (laughs) Okay, so what does he give me? He gives you a a letter. It's like a sealed envelope with like a like a wax seal on the back. Any idea what this is? Might as well just open it. He explicitly Uh, said to give it to the four teens at his funeral. If anything were to happen to him, which he kind of implied in the letter that he sent me. When did he send you this letter? Well, I received it about three days ago. Okay. Can I, I'm going to read the letter in front of him All just right. so I, I can still converse. So can I? There's actually, can you? I think I can. <laughs> That's a question for Brock Lee. Can you read? I think I can. Worst case, if I can't read it, I'll just—it's gonna sound out the words. Yeah. Say yeah. And then he'll just be Strider. Will just become so frustrated. He'll just take it out just of my hands and read it. Let me read it Gosh. No. Can, um, I, can I just do that? To all to who it can read, pertain, pretend, pertain to. That's my name, Brock. To old. Just give me the letter. I'll read it myself. Check this one. I think who's Bill? Uh, that's the guy over there, the very stoic man with oh, the this with the this staff. this one. This specific one is for you. And he hands you a note. Um, but the main one, it's. It's just a letter to all of you. Um, it basically talks, because I, I didn't write this out. I did write out the other one for Bill. Um, but it basically just talks about, you know, how much he cared about all of you. He knew, or he felt that there was something that might happen that might cause him harm or possibly death. And he wanted to make sure, he was scared to keep the will in the house or in the, the tea shop. And so he's hidden it. And he wants you all to find it in order to make sure that you guys get his stuff. <laughs> Did the old man really give us a map? Like a treasure hunt. A treasure hunt? He, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's this, and then there's the paper that he gave Bill. Yeah, Bill, well, Bill I can, then, I'll read it for you. I'll read it. You don't, <laughs> Bill definitely would not want Mika to read it. <laughs> She's leaning over his shoulder. He would kind of pull it away from her. Okay. I'll just give you a nice hug. I'll read it for you, Bill. <laughs> I, I can read. Does he, does he read it out loud for everyone? Does Bill read it out loud? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he hasn't spoken to us. Why would he read it out loud? Not at, no. <laughs> he, he reads it quietly to himself. He doesn't read it out loud. Okay. I'm gonna read it out version. No. Yes. And there's a map? Potentially. Not on yours, on the main one. Yes, there's a map. That's all he gave us. Well, we don't know what's on yours, I guess. This is Bill. Wait, the will's hidden yeah. somewhere in the house? The the letter the letter that you guys got that Strider reads to you explicitly says that it was it was in the tea shop but he has since sent it somewhere or taken it somewhere and hidden it because he was worried that somebody would come after him for it and that kind of you know obviously sparks the thoughts of how the tea shop was looked pretty ransacked so you wonder if maybe somebody was in fact looking for it well. Bill, what's your what's your letter say? Some sort of it's some sort of riddle. 
Do you want me to read it? No, I can read. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't. It's not that I thought you couldn't. I just figured I, I'd I can, offer. I mean, I can read it it's out loud. Free it's... service I offer, I guess. I can read it out loud. I can charge for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, go for it. You're gonna, are you going to stand here? Wait. Oh, I, I mean, I can leave. This is all I had to do. Oh, okay. All right, bye. Well, it was nice meeting you. And Strider leaves. It's like, I got that guy's deal. <laughs> all mysterious in the shadows. I've got some short I never, airbenders to go rescue. I never thought I'd meet someone edgier than Mika. <laughs> Take to the fiery mountains of the Fire Nation to drop a necklace into... <laughs> You're just remaking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm glad this character's gone now. <laughs> so I guess such for a... now. There's an earthbender that makes his own legs. His name is Legless. Okay. <laughs> He's really good with throwing rocks. Okay, anyways, go ahead. This corner's pretty drafty. Can we go somewhere with better lighting? <laughs> sure. So what's, what's it say? Oh, I can read it while we walk, I guess, back to the shop. There you go. <clears throat> it says... Are you, like me, a fan of piracy or privateering um, out in your D&D campaign? Well, check this out. We have been working on a brand new airship combat system that means you and your privateer crew can now take to the skies and pillage at new heights. Within this system, you will get three-dimensional dynamic movement and combat rules. You'll get a brand new updated aircrew system, as well as brand new spells, items, creatures, and example airships for you to use in your campaign, as well as crews to put on them. But I think the coolest part about all of this is we have a custom shipbuilder application that will allow you to customize and build your very own airship. It means you and your team can have exactly what you want as you take on the skies. If you're interested in any of that, check out our Sky Zephyr's Kickstarter here at Hermie and the Dude. Snyder's Return is a tabletop roleplay interview and actual play podcast. We chat with content creators from both mainstream and indie publishers, and we release actual play episodes of systems like our City of Mist game, Meddlers, Monsters and Mabin, and more games coming in the future. We also have a TTRPG review show on YouTube, Fly Like a D6. Come and check us out. You can find us on Twitter, at Return Snyder, Instagram, Snyder's underscore return. You can find us on YouTube, at Snyder's Return, Discord, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Skylar here, your friendly neighborhood game master. I just wanted to take a moment to let you know that we at Benders and Brews have been working our creative juices extra hard and pushing our artistic skills to the max in order to bring you some sick Benders and Brews merch. That's right, you can head on over to the Tee Public shop we created where you can snag shirts, stickers, mugs, and so much more with your favorite B&B characters on them. Grab a Chibi Mika baseball t-shirt or maybe you want a broccoli mug designed with the Employee Blissful Brew Tea Shop logo. There's all of those and more, and even more down the road when we come up with ideas. So head on over to Tea Public and search for Benders and Brews, or you can follow us on social media where we'll post the links that'll be easily available to all of you. And of course, if you get some of our merch, be sure to tag us in a photo of you with the respective B&B swag, because all of us at the studio would love to see it. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Bill, my boy, you're tried and true. I now bestow a gift to you. When on the seas a ship we met and a pirate ship we were beset. You and I were taken captive on an island where we adapted. Although in danger we resided and quietly our time abided. Until the moment of opportunity you and I escaped in unity. Return yourself to island shores and the next clue will soon be yours. Return to the past, look through the back, use the flame in your heart to reveal the map. And once you arrive, don't forget about the tea. Bill, you remember where you're on the boat with me. You created a combo so strange in my mind it did imprint. So look to your creation of mango and mango and.
That's where it stops. Lie. No, oh. it's definitely mint. <laughs> um, Maybe you just didn't add it because it didn't rhyme. Well, no, it doesn't say anything. Uh, it stopped with mango and, but I remember that day and uh, I came up with the concoction of mango. Man, you guys saw it in the shop. Mr. Okoron named it special number three. Oh, that's where that came yeah, from. Yeah, it was definitely for me. It I... was two down from that one T, what did he call it? Mambo number five. Oh, God. <laughs> Special so, number three. But yeah, I came... You don't even like tea. I came, well, I came up with this the first day I met Mr. Okoron. He asked me to make a tea combo, so I did, and that's what I came up with. So if he wants you to return to an island, do we need to look where because he cuts off before mints is there a mint container in the in the tea shop that we that might be able to scrounge up maybe hit something in oh, there maybe the next clue somewhere i guess we could look for the mint okay box or something i don't know yeah, yeah. all right uh, so you head back to the tea shop and <coughs> you know things have been picked up a little bit since everything happened obviously you know, when you guys walked in and found your friend on the floor, um, guards were called, an investigation ensued, not much had came come from it. You guys got everything ready for the funeral, they had the funeral, and in the meantime, you know, during that time, you cleaned up. Um, in fact, community members, because again, you know, a lot of the people in Gaoling really supported and loved Mr. Okoron, so a lot of people would come by, they would help clean up, they'd bring you casseroles, as people do in mourning so um <laughs> uh whatever the case i mean for the most part you know there was a really nice support from the community um so things are things are mostly back to normal so if you if you're looking for something or whatever it's probably back in the place that it normally was that you guys would know pretty well from working in the tea shop well uh i mean mika and i aren't going to be too much help because we're just always washing dishes so where do you guys keep the mint? Don't you guys help make the tea? <laughs> I just wash. I just do dishes. I don't know. Mr. Okron made all the tea. Well, he kept all his, his... No, I helped sometime. It's right over here. Oh. You withdraw a container of some, like, dried mint leaves. I just gotta... Pop this bad boy open. Just dump it all over the counter. And I popped like the cork off the top of it. Um, Guys, we should just drink the mix of mango and tea. Raw. It's a it's a good Raw. it's a good combo. Mr. Okron said so himself. He probably was lying, but you know. Are you gonna try it? No. As a, as <laughs> a sticks to cheers to Mr. Okron. Oh no, he knew how much I hated tea. So pour it out for him for the homies. Pour yeah, one you, out. You pour that. a tea pour out, out for pour Mr. Out Okron. The legendary special number three. Oof. Uh, I mean, Vampire Guo is digging through the mint container. Okay. Uh, trying to check and see if there's anything. Bless you. Uh, he grabs another, an empty container and empties it into it. Okay. The, you t so he's taking the tea out of one container into yeah another he wasn't finding anything right away so he just transferred the mint all into a different container okay okay and he's looking inside the container to see if there's anything in the bottom or anything or... okay um as you uh as you do this it's starting to get dark outside and obviously given the technological situation of the world of avatar last airbender during the hundred year war um Somebody, I would assume one of you probably goes around to start lighting candles inside of the space. I'll do that, yeah. Okay, all right, sounds good. So that way you guys can, can have some light, uh, maybe some of the tables. Um, nothing, nothing is inside of the mint container, unfortunately. I don't see anything in here, guys. Um, Bill, what does your letter say? Does it say we have to go to an island or something? It's like return to the shore where it all began or something? So, it's kind of a long story. Do a pirate ship in the shore? But, I guess you guys should know the full story to be able to help me with this. Because I'm completely lost, honestly. But just, just look through Mr. Oprah's stuff. It talks about a ship, an island. 
Look at his personal belongings in CVS and knickknacks, you know? Maps or chips in a bottle or something. I guess you could do that. I... You can say I'm right. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think he's ever had a ship. We, well, we were captured by pirates. Um, Mr. Okron and I were when we first met. Uh, well, actually, captured the wrong word. We were more part of a trade deal. <laughs> yeah, that's about the right word. Yeah, we yeah, were, that's true. It was a weird trade deal, is what happened to us, and we got traded for <laughs> with pirates to let the rest of the crew go, the rest of the passengers go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was some Fire Nation general that organized organized the whole trade deal as well, and it was weird. But anyways. Um, we got put on the pirate ship and then we, we helped the pirate crew for a day. Mr. Okron made them a bunch of tea and I swabbed the deck and also knocked out a guy with a bow staff. So always been good at that, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then we escaped on a dinghy with a bunch of his tea and we landed on the shores, not too far from here in that dinghy. Now, I don't know what Mr. Okron did with the dinghy itself. Maybe you left it here all those left it there all these years. I've never returned to that spot. But I don't know. Just reading this, it says return yourself to island shores and the next clue will still be yours. So I part of me thinks that if we went back to the exact same spot where we, you know, washed up, I that's might be where we go. But then talk some about a map and I think that might be where we find a map. Oh, maybe. Uh I, here. I'm going to assume that you guys are all and sitting I'm gonna, around. I'm going to hand it to Gohan. Okay. The, the, the riddle. Um, Not Mika. I'm going to assume you guys are sitting around one of the tables discussing this at the tea shop. And as you go to hand Gohan the, the piece of paper, you can kind of feel a little bit of the heat from the candle in the middle of the table that's giving you guys light. And as the map passes by and that heat kind of emanates towards it, um, you notice some like sort of scribbles on the back of the, the paper of the letter. It's it's not actually on there, Dave. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, those were Whoa! My, those, were, <laughs> those were my personal scribbles. But I'm just saying, in the game, you notice some scribbles on the back suddenly sort of appear. Guys, it smells like lemons. Okay, it smells <laughs> like lemons. <laughs> Wait. Is there something on the back of this, or is this just the trick of the light? It is, in fact, not the trick of the light. What does it say? Well, it's only a fragment. It looks like just a, a, like I said, a few scribbles of lines at the moment. So you have to hold it back over the... No, it does not say that. It's just a message from Mr. Ogron that says, Whoa, you a sussy bug. <laughs> Got him. Got him. No, no. Um, Hold it closer to the, the, the flame. So don't. Yeah, well, that one. Catch it on fire. Please. Catch it on fire. You, uh, you bring it a little bit closer to the candlelight, and more of this, this mysterious situation sort of starts to uh to grow across the page almost like filling itself in and you realize that on the back of this page is a map leading to an island um shows where you guys are at from from Gyaling all the way over to um an island that you guys maybe have heard of uh i feel like guohan probably definitely might have heard of because he's traveled so much uh but it is an island known as whale tail island Um, it's right off of the shores of the Earth Kingdom, kind of, uh, I think it's at the bottom there. Sorry, we have a map on the wall. Yeah. That's where they sold Aang they were bringing up of. Yes. But they lost. They lost. That's right. That's right. Um, so that's where this map seems to be leading you. Well, I guess we got to find a boat. 
Should we head down to that shore and see if we can find anything? Do you have enough time? Uh, I mean, how long does it, how long does it take to get to Whale Tail Island? Game Master, do you have a... I could, but I feel like it might be something you'll have to ask a character. Alright. Well, I figure we head down to the shores. There's probably some sailors, fishermen we could talk to. Maybe we can try and commandeer a boat. How long does it take to get there again? Well, we, I don't. We gotta ask a gotta ask one of them. They'll probably know. Oh man, looks like we're going on a trip, guys. I gotta go pack a bag for Dilbert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was awesome. gonna say before we left, someone's gotta feed him. I don't think he's eaten this entire time. Oh gosh, poor guy must be hungry. That poor little cephalopod. Uh, whatever the case, you guys, you know, spend the rest of the night planning a little bit, prepping, packing, and obviously feeding Dilbert. Uh, you wake up the next morning feeling rested um, and ready to go. A little bit, you know, maybe nervous probably. And hopefully to some extent this has reignited some of the fire that might have been lost by this uh, the depressing circumstances. But whatever the case, uh, you head out and one place that you know of in town that offers, you know, sort of travel assistance. Um, it's located kind of on the edge of Gaoling. There's, I don't know, they have a couple of like, it's basically like, uh, what do you call them? Travel agents. <laughs> it's like a travel agency. And you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm not necessarily going on a paid vacation per se, but I'll go check it out and see if they can give me information maybe. So. Um, you arrive and there's, uh, the, the lady at the front desk, but there's somebody talking to her and rather than her greeting you, this person just turns around. It's an old man. He's crooked almost at a 90 degree angle of his back, uh, turns around and sees you all. And he says, ah, well, where are you three go for going India? Where are you headed? Are you going on vacation? Oh, we're going to the island of Nanya. Nanya? Oh, I've been to Nanya. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> it's quite a place. Yep, yep. That's, that's where we're going. So where are you actually going? Whaletail Island. Whale, whale, whale tail Island? Mm. We don't really offer much of a... Water travel here at our agency, but uh, we could get you across the mountains to the shores. Uh, it's right over by Chin Village. That's where you want to go. Oh, was he the travel agent? <coughs> yes. Oh, I thought he was like an old man that he was helping. I like to think I'm more of a guy. <laughs> I thought I thought the person behind the desk was helping the old crooked Wait. man, and the customer asked. That's why I said Nanya. Because yeah. <laughs> I thought trying to blow like, this random guy off, yeah, and then it turns was, out it's like he's actually the guy who's helping. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought, oh man. So wait, you're the you're enough. a guide. Yeah, I'm a guide. I can get so you across you, the mountains. There's mountains that will get gonna, you. You're gonna come with us. Uh, not all the way to Whale Tail. Like I said, uh, I don't offer uh, well, uh, uh, water travel, but uh, I can get you down across the mountains. I know that area real good. Oh, boy. Okay. How long does a trip like that take us? Oh, if you go my way, usually it only takes about a day. I like that. Yeah, we only have six, so we got to make it down and back in that time. Oh, wow, you guys only have six days to make a whole big trip. What's going on? Is someone dying? Yeah. Somebody died. Oh, yeah. oh not anymore. Way to bring that up. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you offer uh, bereavement discounts by chance? I do not. Well, <laughs> how much does it cost? Worth a shot. Ah, uh, do it for a hundred yuan a day. What? Uh, okay, man. Uh, what about? How about some nice mango mint tea? That. What? Special Who came up with three. that? <laughs> See, we... Special number three. Some... What specials? One, two. Uh, cherry, lime, and See. Uh, raspberry. Hibiscus. Hibiscus. I will take either of those over special number three. Oh, come on. Be... Special number three is not that bad. That like... sounds like it just doesn't make sense. So what you're saying is you'll take it instead of the hundred. 
Mm, you got okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do a bereavement discount. I'll do 50 you on a day. Oh, that's not bad. So, <laughs> he's got to make a living somehow. <laughs> We're um, angsty teens. <laughs> well, how much? Well, okay, well we, I don't like to think elderly. of ourselves Our as elder elder just died. How much living does he have left to do? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these old people are so weird. <laughs> Their hearing's supposed to be lost, not <laughs> enhanced. I mean, we did kind of shake down the coyote for us, so it's not like we're strapped for cash. How much do you get from them? We still have the thousand we yeah. were supposed to give them. I mean, we what don't the, have, you have, you have You have what? No, that's, no most sorry. of that's stuck in repairing the shop. Yeah, so we shop. had a thousand. Something. Yeah, the... the the uh, blissful brew that got ransacked a couple days back. You guys, what did you buy it or? No, no, we worked there. And he like squints his eyes and he gets real close. He goes, "Oh yes, I remember you. Yes, I've seen all of you going down. Well, okay, if you guys are involved with Mister Okaron, the 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 the, the late Mister Okaron. Okay, well then, yeah, I feel a lot better about the bereavement discount. What a guy." Yeah. You said you can get us over the mountains in one day? Yeah. By, by foot? or? Yeah. Will Why? You do you not like walking? Well, you see, yeah, because me and my friend here, we're both earthbenders. Is there a quicker way we can go through the mountain? Mm, not currently, but uh, there's people working on it. That really chaps my khakis. <laughs> what? What are khakis? It's yeah, a, we are in ancient times, sir. What are? It's just a phrase. It's just a term. Oh, you're starting something new. Yeah. Huh? I hope it catches. I like on. to think it's. Uh, I like to think I'm streets ahead. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be caught streets behind, huh? Would That's you? right. So, All right, guys. Well, this is an emergency, so like, yeah. let's uh, just pay the man what he needs. Yeah. 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 Pay the man what he needs. Yeah, Brock. Pay the man what he needs. All right, fine. Am I? The man's got needs. Well, I if, if anyone, if anyone would protect the money the best, it'd be you. Okay, on, that's fair. All right, so <laughs> I actually offended. You would steal. I have whatever extra. <laughs> you would be slowly. So. You'd be slowly siphoning the account. <laughs> Wait, which, which one of us ran the register? Uh, uh, okay, Quota. <laughs> yeah, Quota did. But yeah, I've grow. been keeping track of our of our finances throughout this adventure, <laughs> right. so we can afford. It's true, he has been. Yeah, he's been telling I, everybody. I have it all have. tallied down here. Does anybody else have it? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Just you. So yeah, we have enough. Gohan only works with the money when he's on out. When he's <laughs> when he's on the clock. So combined, we have more than enough to cover. So. We'll pay you the 50, and can you start taking us there now? Yeah, of course I can. I'm ready to go. And since you paid my fee, that's what uh, uh, hits me at the point where I will introduce myself to you. And he holds out his hand <laughs> to any of you, I guess, and he says, The name's Rooney. I'll shake his hand. <laughs> ah, there we go. A big, strong man shaking hands with little old me. Yeah, Rooney. How tall is this guy? Well, that's the tricky thing. So, like, he looks like he could be like maybe upper five foot, like five foot nine, ten. But like I said, his back is so messed up. He's at like a ninety degree angle. <laughs> he's like three feet tall. <laughs> he got a, he got a cane. He's three feet. Or is he just like? No, just he's just walking. He's just walking, he's just walking, walking and he's walking got it as an L. Yes, he's a walking. He's a walking seven. L. <laughs> <laughs> if he turns both of it, if he lays his hands out flat and turns them in opposite directions while he walks, he's like the. That's when how people gets... mark their sevens with the line in the middle. Yeah. That's what he would look like when he when he wants to get maximum speed. He puts his hands on the ground <laughs> and starts crawling. Oh gosh, that would be terrifying. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming, and he's just running in all fours. If he starts running, he puts his arms behind him, and he's always Naruto running. <laughs> Would that make him like a capital T? Yeah. Wait, what was this guy's name? Rooney. Rooney. Well, Rock, Rock doesn't know how to read, but he sure knows his letters. <laughs> 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 
Yep. <laughs> I can sound out letters pretty well. There you go. There you go. Um, as you guys are walking, or sorry, you guys start following him. He starts leading you. He's like, all right, uh, you guys are all packed, yes? Yep. Good, good. Uh, you're going to be glad you did. <laughs> all right, on our way. And he starts to lead you guys through, and it's a, it's a pretty straightforward shot to the mountains themselves. Um, lots of hills, lots of ravines. Um, it's pretty uneventful until about like, you know, four or five hours through, maybe six, maybe six hours in. And you guys uh, start to notice that there's like a pathway that started to become carved out into the mountains. Um, it's a pretty wide pathway. And he's leading you through an area that's like alongside of it, but not actually like on the pathway itself. Do you think is a little bit maybe strange? Uh, why aren't we walking on this path? Why are you taking us over here? Oh yes, that uh, that's in it's under construction right now. See, just up ahead, and he points, and you can see like some some dust that seems to be rising, like a dust cloud. Um, it's kind of further down. You can't quite see because it's uh, over a mountain hill. But there's a dust cloud kind of starting to rise up, and he's like, "Yeah, they've been working on this path. That's why I kind of made that comment earlier about." They're working on a way through the mountain. But it's not done yet. Can we go check it out anyways? There's not much to see. It's just a bunch of guys earth bending their way through. It sounds like a waste of time. You I agree. It's a big waste of time. <laughs> when you got guys like me that can get people through the mountains easy peasy. But could we, in theory, get through quicker if we talk to those guys? What? Like I said, it's, it's not done yet. I mean, you get so far, and then it would just be back to bear, bear walk in the mountain. Well, I mean, why would it be brought up if not some sort of adventure? <laughs> we're on a time yeah. crunch, Brock. <laughs> but well, adventure. Yeah, we're on an adventure. We're on a freaking treasure hunt. Like all, all I will say is, <laughs> how much adventure do you need? Sounds like a cool thing. You, I you do eventually come up to where the cloud is is kind of rising from, and sure enough, you know there's a bunch of what look like earthbenders that seem to be like, you know, stomping the ground and moving rocks and stuff out of the way as they're making this pathway through. Uh, there's a, a main guy with like a fancy outfit on, and he seems to be kind of directing people. And you guys are kind of coming up alongside of this whole little construction situation. Man, these guys always sing the catchiest tunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make me have to go find music. It's very rhythmic work. It is very yeah. rhythmic. There's seven different octaves being sung at the same time. It's fantastic. <laughs> and they all somehow sound like Skylar Gorsett. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it sounds like the dwarves from yes. The Hobbit. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, that just, uh, that's the scene that you see as you guys are, are walking on by. See, now, why would this be brought up if not for interactions? That's all I'm saying. Is this, is this Connor talking? Yeah, this is, this is breaking the fourth wall. Guohan's <laughs> well, just pointing, just he's like, why would this be happening? There. If we're, yeah. that's so narcissistic of Brock, oh, sorry, Broccoli. Yeah, so like, narcissistic. Why would this be happening? If not for us to for check it out, us to do something about. <laughs> no, it's fine. If you, I mean, if you guys want to keep keep going, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just keep. Following. I mean, if I'm getting outvoted here, you're definitely getting outvoted here. <laughs> fine, y'all don't want to. Um, I don't want to see a bunch of guys I mean, push rocks. If we're like walking right kick rocks, past bro. it, <laughs> if we're walking like right past I, it, I can't right? though. It's not my power. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty, I mean, you're pretty, like, alongside, like I said, you guys would be kind of, like, up on a hill section overlooking their progress that they're making. It looks like they're doing good work, but ah, it's good not work. complete. How long have they been working on this for? Oh, man, it's been about maybe two years, I think, now. And they've. Uh... Yeah, they weren't going to finish today, Brock. <laughs> They're about halfway done. I think they've really plowed through the center of the mountain, practically. It's uh, something about trading with the Fire Nation and something, something. I don't know what they're trying to do, but 
make it easier, I guess. With Galwing. Yeah. Bye. Trying to get me out of a job, that's for sure. I guess we'll just keep going. How long, how long have you been doing this route? Me? Oh, man, I found this route when I was growing up in these mountains as a boy. That was long before I was bent at a 90-degree angle. <laughs> oh, so you weren't born that way. No, did you think I was born that way? What? This whole time? I don't know. What I mean, do you take me for, an L? Names. A seven. A seven? Oh, well, that's better than an L. Number. Yeah, that's right. I like to think I'm quite lucky. I've been making my way through this mountain pass and surviving all the dangers. Minus the one that put my back the way it is. Yeah. Just a Wait. rock fell on me. Was... Wait, something happened? It's not oh, just yeah. here. Oh, no, just a Literally. rock. Really big rock fell on me. Oh. And, uh, yep, my back stayed this shape. But I can still walk around. What, what happened to the rock? Uh, it fell off me, and it hurt. Well, not the rock. I hurt. And then I crawled back home. Crawled back home. And I don't know whatever happened to that rock. I'm sure it's off happy with its rock family. Did you go to, like, a healer? I went to a chiropractor. Oh, what? It did not work. Yeah, that's, don't you know the thing about that? Yeah, we're walking and talking. Yeah. Like, it's not like we idly stand there. It's like we wait for the dialogue box to continue. We could have been talking about these mountains. As you guys are leaving the scene of the construction work in your wake, um, you suddenly hear a huge explosive sound and you can feel uh, the rocks and such around you rumbling and Rumi seems very surprised wow what is going on and uh, all of a sudden you start to hear shouts and screams coming from over in the construction area we gotta go see if everyone's okay right I don't know we sh maybe should just get out of here there could be an avalanche. Wait, those aren't here. That didn't here. seem like an avalanche. Avalanche. Someone could just have more friends. He could start a gang. What? No, he has a job already. He doesn't need to start a gang. What? Why are you talking about starting a gang? You ever heard anything like this? It sounded explosion. It sounded like. What more look like? It sounded like something was crawling out of the mountain. What? Crawling out of the... Is he hard of hearing? Um, my yeah, fox dog okay. starts running towards it. Okay. <laughs> oh, there goes the dog. <laughs> there he goes. Well, he's going to lose that fox dog. Yeah. Dilbert. <laughs> Dilbert's, Dilbert's riding shop. it. <laughs> <laughs> Dilbert pops <laughs> out of his squid <laughs> bottle and just... <laughs> <laughs> There goes the squid. <laughs> so now we Who's have next? To go. Why is this? Why are you so familiar with all the animals? That <laughs> oh, there goes that that fox. Oh, I've there goes that. I've seen an animal or two. <laughs> yeah, we've been with this man for six hours. I mean, practically, he's right. our uncle at this point. <laughs> all right, I'll run after him. No one else will. I'll save. Oh, him. there we goes the stay. big guy. No, I've run it after him. Too. There goes there the little goes. guy. You guys staying? No, I'm already uh, Oh, there goes the only girl. <laughs> well, it's just, just us. you and me. Just us two. Yes, well, yes. let's go check it out, I guess. And you head off? Yeah, be mindful of your back. <coughs> well, as you, as you start walking, he says, And there goes the guy. And here goes me. <laughs> and he just starts... Heading forward, very much beeline. He's like a he's like a pointer dog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he just moves in the direction that his entire body is pointing. Pretty much. Um, as you guys make your way up towards the construction site, you see before you a giant collection of rocks that seems to all be combined to itself, as if a humanoid shape with two arms and two legs, no real head per se. Um, but on the top of where the head would be is a small red gem that glints inside the sunlight. 
and it seems to be swinging and smashing down towards this construction crew. So it was all jumping and leaping out of the way. Some of them look injured. They look like they've had rocks fall on them. Um, they're not in an L shape, but I digress. And uh, that's the scene that you see before you. And as uh, Rooney approaches, and you guys are all seeing this, you know, happening below you in the ravine where they were digging out, he says, Oh my gosh! It's a mountain spirit! And with that, we'll come back to the mountain spirit next time. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Of course, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast through whatever podcast site that you're using, such as iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for the social media icons. Following us on social media gives you access to all news, announcements, and of course, new episodes as they are released. You can check out our website, bendersandbrews.com, which will feature all of our episodes as well as news, announcements, and even cool character and player profiles. It's a great hub of information for the Benders and Brews podcast. And finally, we would be truly humbled if you would be willing to take the time to leave us a review if your podcast site allows you to do so, such as on iTunes. Or in the case of YouTube, you can hit the like and subscribe button and drop us a comment. Tell us about what you thought about our podcast episodes. It sure would mean a lot to us. Avatar Legends is a tabletop role-playing game created by Magpie Games. Nickelodeon, Avatar, and all related titles, logos, and characters are trademarks of Viacom International Inc. All rights reserved. I also want to thank the following artists who you can find on Fiverr for their amazing creative work on this podcast. Character art was done by Alicio Papadraw. Background art by Kenichi. Music by Joe Tims215. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.